Kia ora New Zealand, welcome to Sweet Chain Live. My name's Matt Drake. Uh, this is episode 88. Um, good evening. Oh, bit of a rush today, Brady, to be honest. I thought I was doing all right, and then uh, turns out, last minute, rushing again. Um, how are you? Uh, doing all right. Um, I was enjoying the sunshine today, and it was nice and crisp. Unfortunately, everybody else in the country got snow, us in Wellington, or at least me in Mount Vic. I didn't get anything, so I was a little disappointed. But hey, beggars can't be choosers. Hoping for sunny days like this out um, uh, out at Barrenport. Played a late evening round last night. It was gorgeous playing out after seven. Had the whole course to myself. You've been playing much these days, Matt? Yeah, so um, you, you're very right. It was very crisp earlier on. I think that's a pretty good word to describe it. Freezing cold is another way to describe it. <laughs> um, I did actually get to a new course for me um, on uh, Saturday last week, uh, which was Pool Crescent Reserve um, in Wainui Amata. Um, so if you're in Wellington um, and you've not played down at Pool Crescent, I'd encourage you to. It's a lovely little course. Um, uh, one that, fairly short, but some technical aspects. Um, are really, 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 really nice. Homemade. So there was uh, the a lot of the baskets are... Um, uh, they look like baskets, but they're they're things like uh, you know um, a bike wheel with chains hanging down into a tire, that kind of thing. Um, real kind of old school and real kind of um, I don't know grassroots. I would say I uh, met a group of people walking their goat, which was uh, <laughs> so, um, so yeah. Anyway, uh, anyway, right. We got a great show for you today. Um, we've got hot scores uh, first up. Um, uh, from around the country, and then we're going to go through some results um, of uh, tournaments uh, recently. Um, then we've got quite an interesting segment um, on Room 101. Now you'll recall that Room 101, room 101 was the torture room in nineteen in uh, George Orwell 1984, um, and it was also the name of a um, relatively obscure BBC comedy show, uh, which you may have seen if you were living in the UK in the late 90s um and it's uh, this segment of the show is uh, going to be me and brady talking about what are our disc golf pet hates what are we what do we really want to cast into room 101 to never have to see again we've got a couple each to go through and um let us know in the comments actually we'd be really keen what to, to know what would you like to cast into room 101 um, so let us know. We're going to go up uh, over all of the upcoming events and or, and also go through the updated rankings after Armageddon um, at the weekend. Um, Brady, take us through the South Island's hot scores. Hot scores once, as ever, starting in Invercargill, going down to Queen's Park in John O'Finley, shooting the hot round of minus 12 this week. Uh, up in Dening. Up in Dunedin, let's go to Chingford and Amazio Jutel. One off his score last week, comes in at minus five for the hot round this week. And in Brockville, Ephraim Russell uh, dethrones Tom McKay. Ephraim shoots minus four for the hot round in Brockville. Uh, going down to the Wakatipu Basin, Queenstown Garden, Auckland's own Richard Watterson making an appearance, coming in at 11 under par for the hot round of the gardens. And out at Tucker's Beach, always sunny, Jin Cato comes in at minus two. Um, up over the Crown Range to Wanaka, uh, Ely Point, Ryan Cambridge uh, coming in with a minus four for the hot round. And for the Wanaka washout, we also have Ryan Cambridge uh, shooting 11 under par at Lismore Park. Um, up to the Garden City, 
Vietnam, let's go to the busiest course in the country, Jelly Park. Ashton Clark and Kalen Betteridge coming in at 11 under par at Jelly this week. Over to Brooker Ave, Jeremy Brockenshire shoots a minus five, taking out the hot round. And at Queens Park Reserve, we have John O'Scott coming in at minus five as well. Seems like minus five is the theme this week for the Garden City. Warren Park, Matt Venort uh, comes in at minus five for the hot round to round out the South Island. Uh, Matt, how about you run us through the north? Uh, in the North Island, uh, starting at Berenport, it's uh, Francis Orange who uh, takes out the hot round at Berenport with a minus eight. Uh, congratulations to uh, Francis. Um, at a Koi Koi Reserve, um, Francis Orange does it again. He's gone with four under par. You can tell he passed his driving test recently. And Andy Davey also with four under par. Um, up at Harcourt Park, it's Evan Williams um, who shoots five under. Um, and at Linklater, Arthur Horn um, hits, the, hits the hot score with seven under par. Um, over at Maryland's, it's Dwayne Goodman hits the hot score with a five under. And at Spa Park Black, Matthew Masters hits three under par. Um, up to McLaren's Paris Holstead hits three under and up at Henderson, it's Richard Waterson who hits 10 um, under par. So well done to everybody this week. Some good scores there. There were also some good scores at the Armageddon um, at uh, Redstone in uh, Nelson. Um, now, last week we had the um, we had the team, the organization team uh, were on the show uh, talking us through the uh, talking us through the tournament and let's just have a quick look at the results uh brady uh you were there um you were filming um so you had a pretty good view of joseph berry's 1031 rated final round that was the hot score of the uh of the competition as he walked away with a 12 shot lead <laughs> new zealand four wins um how was it um, it was great. Such a, a different experience being on the lead card um, and filming it um, rather than playing on it. Uh, great working with Chris. Um, I apologize to Chris in advance. And I'm apologizing to Chris now. Apparently, I still talk too much during the round, even though I kept my mouth shut from what I thought uh, was normally. Joseph was shooting hot. I mean, to be fair, he still missed the easy ones. It easily could have been a 15 or 16 under par. Um, you know, he really did kind of... Uh, I don't necessarily say like lose focus, just kind of got some bad breaks on those shorter holes. Um, you know, like Ashton put in a great battle. Um, I can't wait to see it. Ashton was pushing. They basically went like six down through seven holes, both of them. And then Ashton's like, I need to start eagling things. I need to start birdieing everything. So he started to push. Unfortunately, he caught some bad breaks, caught some out of bounds. And so those two, three, um, couple holes at two shot swings to Joe is when he's already in the lead, didn't, didn't catch it. Yeah. Uh, Luca had some great putts. I can't wait to see the steppers. Um, Ryan Kiddo, who is on feature card, also had some great step putts. So, yeah, there should be some great highlights all around from the weekend. It's a tricky kind of um, – it's a tricky uh, margin, that kind of six-shot lead, um, which Joseph took into the into the final round. Um, obviously, he won't have been thinking – I can I can cruise here because Ashton's more than capable of catching up. But then again, um, Ashton's you really got to work hard to beat someone by six shots in a in a round in a round. So um, so yeah, uh, very well done 
to Joe for taking out the um, MPO division. Um, looking down, we had um, Eilish Kumak took out the uh, ladies um, divisions with a four under par, uh, nine shots clear of Amy Whitmore. Um, and in the Pro Masters, it was very competitive. Uh, Les Payne um, takes it with a four-shot lead over Yong Ha. Um, down in advance, Ruben Cossey um, beats Sam Mark by two shots. And MA40, um, Hayden Shaw, um, takes it out by four shots over Ben Cooper. Yeah, it was, it was great job by Hayden running the event and winning his division. That was really well done. Um, Les had a pretty cruisy um, out the front. But that was a great battle there, actually. I remember when um, Sue came up to play in Women's Global, she was saying, you know, like, feel free to come visit Dedeen every time. Just don't bring Kath. Um, but it proves, <laughs> uh, you know, like Sue taking out the win. It's by one stroke as well. Yeah. So, you know, like it was a nice tight fought battle. And, and, and if you look at it, Kath wins that second that final round by six shots so it was real fighting back in that last round so uh yeah that would have been uh, that would have been incredible in the closing stages right excellent stuff um right so we had nelson coverage which was last weekend um and you were behind the camera you're gonna be the other side of the camera this weekend um yep. at the uh, topor thermal throwdown um how are you feeling prepped and ready uh a bit nervous um you know like i got out yesterday um did some putting today um yeah just trying to relax and get my head into it i've been traveling this will um me and hayden we're joking about it in nelson that we're doing three tournaments in a row so we did Todonga and then we did armageddon and then now we're going to the the topor thermal throwdown um so yeah i'm hoping to just take it easy, relax into the weekend. It should be a nice short drive up tomorrow afternoon after work. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, looking forward to those late hours, um, getting some sunshine in. I'll get a practice round at the end of the day. And yeah, just hoping it's going to be a little warmer in, in Topor, you know, like a single digit round would be a bit brisk, I would mm -hmm. think for a spring tournament. Um, so yeah, I'd have to jump in the river, keep myself warm. I would hope so. I would hope so. Um, the, uh, you've got a fellow teammate, Francis Orange, who's going to be joining you on the uh, lead on the feature card. Sorry, which uh, which which is going to be which will be nice. Oh yeah, that'll be great. Francis has kind of been playing out of his skin. I played with him. Uh, we had a practice round together up at Extreme, um, and yeah, he's just kind of really coming into his own. Has you know like a forehand that I I'd kill for. Um, great backhand, great putt, and so yeah, it's when his putt is on. Francis is great. Yeah. So yeah, it should be a little. Hopefully we'll get some great highlights out of him and myself, you know, like some nice sweet chain action going on in Topor. So yeah, it'll be a fun round regardless. I really enjoy um, uh, kind of the like banter and competition against Francis. Um, so especially man eight down. Uh, so he tied course record at Barampur um, this week mm. going up into leading into spa park up North. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty excited to, to share, share around with him, uh, share some sweet chain action and yeah, get some coverage again. It'll be fun. Um, I've not been filmed by T-Box before, so it'll be exciting to work with a new crew. I'm looking forward to the, uh, to, to the, to the coverage come out. It's good. We've had, it's been a, been a little bit of time actually, I think since we've had some, uh, New Zealand disc golf coverage come out on, uh, on, on post-produced stuff come out. Um, so, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to, to seeing that. Um, excellent. Right. Um, we'll come on to picks for Topor in a, um, in a bit. 
Um, but now I'd actually like to, this, this, is, this is quite a, um, an interesting topic and something that we were, we were kind of uh, talking that we ought to do a little segment on this. Um, uh, we've all got, we all love disc golf, right? Disc golf's great. And we, you're probably watching this podcast because you love playing the sport and I'm making this podcast because I love playing the sport. Um, but there are things which annoy you and there are things which grind and there are things which you kind of will, for want of a better phrase, hack you off. Uh, and <laughs> what we want to know is well, what are those things and, and, and should we cast them into oblivion? Should we, should we, should we stick them into room 101, never to be seen again? Um, and so, yeah, so we've got a few of these now. Um, I, I've, I've got, I've got one or I've got two, Brady, you've got a couple of things. Do, because we we the idea is that you you got to convince me and I've got to try and convince you that the thing that we hate the the, the most should be cast into into room 101 now if you're listening and you've got some things which really hack you off stick it in the comments below we'd love to hear um what they are um and uh you never know we'll um we'll we'll see what we can uh we'll see what we end up casting into oblivion uh Brady, uh getting big putted nothing worse yeah that <laughs> that's true that's true that that is annoying but not annoying for the person who big putted they're happy with that so whether we can stick it into room 101 or not i don't know because uh well, here, yeah. how, how about speaking of putting how about i, I start us off go on then um, you start Okay, so give me just a second. I want to uh, I want to share my screen. Um, so yeah, the idea of um, uh, speed of play. Speed of play is one of the things that um, really kind of bugs me off, um, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. So let's just do this. Uh, there we go. Boom. Speed of play is is something which annoys you. Yeah, it annoys the crap out of me because speed of play is supposed to. So disc golf's all about kind of etiquette, right? You know, and that it, yeah. it shares that theme with with golf and the fact that you know it's about honor and etiquette, you know, and knowing when it's your turn to throw, playing in the appropriate amount of time, and like thirty seconds is not a lot of time unless you're Nico Lacastro, and then it's about a minute and a half. Um, and look, look where he's got he's banned for six months right so uh exactly so this idea that and i see it all the time in new zealand of like oh speed of play like you miss a putt it hits the cage it chains out whatever it is and you're pissed off right and mm. so like the idea that you don't have the wherewithal to be like a professional about it and to like kind of hold yourself and right. and to tap out you know like or to like let other people play so that idea of yeah, the speed of play should be, it's about etiquette. And so this idea that you should talk to, you know, you should be able to hold your toys in the cot for 30 mm -hmm. seconds to let someone else take their putt, and then you can tap out. So, so I think speed of play should go in the room. Okay. So you're talking about when people use it as an excuse for kind of just wanting to be over with the whole and, and and moving on they just go oh, speed of play and and without really checking without doing the whole kind of do you mind if i go that kind of thing it's just to use as yeah. a throwaway comment to justify an action that they're frustrated yeah yeah, yeah. it's just yeah an excuse to be a child this is like yeah. if you want to be a child you can take that <laughs> right. and go in the room 
All right, okay, but but let me be devil's advocate here, right? Let me be devil's advocate because people are people, and 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 especially in sanctioned rounds, and especially in um, big competitions, or even in rounds where there might just be a bag tag up for grabs, right? You 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 get you get excited, and you and sometimes it's easy for that emotion to take hold of the situation, to take hold of the moment, and for you to just want to be over with the hole, right? You've missed this part. It might be from not very far away and you just frustrate. You want to get over with it and you just want to get on to the next hole, right? The So I would say, is it is it is, is there any kind of, um, what's the, do you have any tolerance for it in any situation? Or do you just, is this like blanket? No, you, you, you should be cast into oblivion. Is that? Blanket, no. Like, blanket, it's no. Not it's not okay. I'm going to play this hole by myself and then you can play the hole by yourself. And then we can oh, score, right. you know, like on the next tee pad, we're playing as a card. I'm not playing alone. So this idea of speed of play, it's like the person farthest from the basket goes first, mm -hmm. you know? So speed of play should be get rid of in the room. Okay. Well, look, if, if you're guilty of, um, of doing what Brady's just done, um, however, you also agree with him. Um, as Bray Marsden has has, has uh, humbly admitted to, um, <laughs> then let us know. Um, and put hashtag guilty in the uh, in the comments below if you, uh, if you if you if you find you you've done that. I'll be honest. Um, can I can I can I post? Um... You're gonna put hashtag yeah. guilty. I, I am um, because <laughs> because. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because I am guilty of doing that, yeah. Um, but look, uh, I have to say on on this subject, it is as as someone who respects the rules, I have to I have to agree with you, especially in a in a in a sanctioned round and in a in a, in a, in a competition format. I think it's it, it's something which you you really have to. Um, <laughs> Mike Mike Foley loves speed of play. <laughs> I love that. No, look, point. I mean, so, if it's a rule, make it a rule. If it's not a rule, don't put it in the book. If you just want yeah. to take turns of like you're on the green, okay, the person who is farthest away finishes putting out and takes three, four, See. five, seven putts, whatever it is, great. But that's yeah. not the rule. The rule is who's ever farthest away, it's their Makes turn to throw. They have 30 yeah. seconds to throw. It's interesting because uh, I've been playing a lot of birdie disc golf, as you, as you may know. And in that game you're encouraged to putt out. So when you land on the green, you just keep going until you get it in, right? So is would that work? Would 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 something like that work, right? So you you um you your first so you 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 wait till people are on the green or within circle 2 within that kind of area. But as soon as you take your first shot within circle 2, it's then yours until you putt it, right? What do you think of that? Would that work? Is it, is it, I know it's not the rule, but would it would it work as a way of of playing? I mean, I'm sure video coverage. Um, Chris can probably attest to this from Armageddon. The idea that yeah, you know, like allowing players to putt out so that the winner can make the final putt and be mm. the last putt in the basket would be nice because everyone else yeah. can kind of putt out. Yeah. Um, you know, like yeah, taking turns might work. Um, you know, like it's one of those things that. Uh, I miss it from ball golf, like the idea that people and players putt with their bags on. You don't mm. bring your bag or your cart onto the golf green. You leave it off to the side. So you only bring your putter onto the green. 
I'd love to see something like that introduced and this idea of wow. the kind of like, again, honor and etiquette on the green. Like why not sweet bags have to be left outside the 10 meter or arguably 15, 20 meter circle. Um, mm -hmm. But that pet hate might come in in one of my later points. Okay, so let me let me let me ask you then. Before we'll just very quickly address Ryan's point. He's put, "What if I'm parked, and someone else has missed an easy putt, and to give them a second to compose themselves, you ask speed of play and tap out." Now, I think you're probably okay with that because you're asking them if it's okay. Is that right? But I would argue that he's just like, "Yes, I agree," giving him a. a a time to compose themselves, but they still have the time to walk over to their lie, address themselves and put out. And the idea mm. of yeah, it's still, still 30 seconds to, to, to compose themselves. Yep. And you're, aren't you interrupting their composure by saying, you know, like, Oh, may I play through? May I put mm. out? Because it's Possibly. up to them to allow you, they could say no. And if you put out, that's technically a courtesy violation because you've mm -hmm. asked for speed of play and they have denied you. Mm hmm. Well, there we are. There we are. So what do you think? Um, is is that is that something which um, which should which should come in? And I've got a question for you, Brady, because this is a, it is a not in the rules to, to do this. Right. What you're describing. It's it's a, it's clearly against the rules. And yet it still happens. Do you call people for a courtesy violation when you see it happening on your card? Ooh, good question. Um, courtesy would it. It'd be a warning first. Of, of uh, course. Yeah, 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 of course. Warning first, then a one-stroke penalty the second time it happens and yep. every subsequent time. Um, honestly, normally I don't because people, when they mm. do speed of play, like it's the person is the person who should be putting and whose turn it actually is, is then lining up for their putt. And the mm. idea of it's kind of like a footfall idea of, I normally mention like a footfall of like, at the end of a round, you know, like if I notice someone is deliberately or from what it appears to me, deliberately foot folding or potentially casually, it's most of the time casually foot faulting. I'll be like, yeah, Hey, you know, like I did notice a couple of times, you know, like when you are in the fairway or behind a tree, you know, like you, you need to watch where you're placing your mm -hmm. footing, you know, like in that. So yeah, a lot of the times the next person is ready to putt. So I don't call them because the next person's thing. And then it's kind of a like, New Zealand standard at this point. Um, but, you know, like for the most part, I myself try to honor whose turn it is and then make sure mm -hmm. if I am calling speed of play, I am waiting for that confirmation from that player before I tap out. Yeah. Okay. Well, look, um, I have to say I, I, I agree. So um, I we're going to, we're going to put it, we're going to put speed of play. Speed of play um, is in room 101. Speed of play gets chucked into room 101, into the oblivion uh, for us never um to be seen again right um how about you matt what's what's your what's your pet hate well i i'm gonna I'm, I'll, I'll, i've got two and the one is related to putting we'll get to that in a moment just give me one second though i just need to find uh, a prop uh-oh uh leave in the comments if you think props are allowed <laughs> Um, Mike Foley brings up while, while Matt's finding his, his tools of the trade. I thought the rule had changed last year and speed of play is a given. It is a given. If you're Pete Boyle, um, feel free to look it up. If you can cite it, feel, uh, it's really easy to search in the PDGA. Um, I can't because I'm, uh, hosting the call, but yeah, Mike, uh, or Jack Matthew also mentioned that you thought it was a given. If you can find it in the PDGA rule book, uh, just leave in the comments what section it's under. 
um, so that we can share it with the tribe. What are you looking for, man? You you'll say you'll say. Okay. Extra I mean, guessing if you can work it out. Well, I hear plastic in the background, so I'm presuming <laughs> there's a disc involved in this pet hate. So you yeah. must hate a disc on the market currently, which is interesting being a retailer. So theoretically, now is this a retail disc or is this a disc you throw or don't throw? Uh, yeah, so it I, sounds like I'm on the right track. So if you have a disc that you hate, uh, if you don't want, if you want to see it discontinued, if it is the gimmiest, weirdest, stupidest disc, uh, leave a disc in your comment. Your least favorite disc. Um, well, let's see if anyone can guess what Matt's pet hate is. Can anybody guess? My one is this. Um, I'm. I would like to cast the RPM Kia into room into the fires. Sorry. Cast it into the fire. You were there that I would day. Like, that is okay. absolutely right. Um, look, the the reason that I want to put this disc into room 101 um, is because I think it's the, and I know I, the key is a lot, it's close to a lot of people's hearts, right? There'll be a lot of people who will, um, you know, Jack will probably never talk to me again. However, right, uh, the... <laughs> I think this is the ugliest disc that has been made. Uh, this one, this one's a magma hard, Mike. Um, but um, I, a Strata Kia, um, I, I, yeah, I, I'd really struggle with a Strata Wait, Kia. So, so you're specifically talking about like the Strata hard, like. RPM so, starter no, pack Kia, no, 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 or the Kia the, in general, any plastic. It's, it's it's the Kia in general, and it's got nothing to do with its flight path, right? I've got no issue with the way it flies, right? Because I've got discs which fly very similarly, and actually, it's a very useful disc um, to to have in terms of its flight path, etc. The reason I'm casting it into Room 101 is that it's ugly, and the reason why okay. it's ugly in my view, is it's got this kind of, it's got this kind of where the dome goes and then it goes, now nah, I'm going to square off here. And oh, I just don't like it. I just don't like the way it looks. I just, I, yeah, I don't, I just don't like it. Um, it's, I, I just, yeah, I, I don't know what more to say. It's, it's a, it's not a nice disc for me to look at. And, and I think okay. that, and that's important for me, right? And that's important, right? And I'll tell you why. The disc golf's many things. It's a sport. It's a game. Um, it's a pastime. It's a thing that people do to um, waste time. And it's also a thing that people do to be incredibly good at and to, to practice at and to take very seriously. So it applies to a lot of people across a lot of different things, right? Um, one of the things that it's, um, it also is, is it's a thing of beauty. To see a disc get thrown off, particularly like a high T, let's say hole 10 at Berenpore, hole 1 at um, uh, Maple Hill, hole, you know, there'll be your local hole, insert your local favourite hole here, where you get to see a disc fly for miles and miles and miles, and, it, and it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And many of the discs, actually, when you hold them in your hand, 
uh, are an absolute joy. The uh, the Latitude Trust, for example, is an absolute joy to hold in the hand. And the Kia is, in my view, um, just doesn't look nice. I just don't like it. I just don't like it. Okay, so so I need to play devil's advocate here, right? Because mm. like I also happen to be able to throw like two under par using a MagmaSoft Kia at Barrenport. Mm. So I, I know that they're good discs and that they fly well. Yeah, but there are other um, discs that have got similar flight paths, right? You could throw yep. a sl you could you could probably get round Barrenport two under with a slammer, right? Or you could get round Barrenport <laughs> two under with a you know with a Berg probably, right? And and yet. Yep. They're similar discs in terms of well, the key is probably a bit faster, but like the but in but you know they're they're similar sort of discs. They do a not too dissimilar kind of thing. Um, so what? Why? Why the? Why defend the Kia? Because it's surely that it's the flight path of the of the disc. Okay. Well, so right. So based on ugliness, we we also mm. out there. There's the Innova Gator, which is what the Kia is based on. Is also yeah. very similar to the Innova Cayman. Um, mm -hmm. Even a Discraft zone, arguably, is very similar in the blunty edge. Or Ooh. if we're talking... The, yeah, but the zone's nice and flat. It's got a flat top, so you expect okay, it to Okay, so you don't like it. the blunt and the I dome. So I don't like, like this... the blunt and the dome. That's right. Okay, so Be, be okay. domey or be blunty, right? But don't, right. don't try and be... Yeah. So, okay, so what about, like, groove tops, like a Banger GT or a Groove or, like, a Rast with, like, that weird under groove? Yeah, no, but they've, well, they, they're unique, and they've got a, they've got a, there's a purpose to the design, right? So the, 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 the Groove track in, is meant for your thumb, and the Rask, uh, the underside uh, of a Rask, which, you have, if you haven't seen it, it's got, like, a second lip on the, uh, like, a concentric inner lip, if you like, um, on the underside. Um, which is uh, supposed to make it, um, which is supposed to make it uh, fly fly further. Um, and uh, it was the first disc that, that Cast Plus produced, actually. Um, and I, th I think that's a that's a lovely disc. Horrible to throw. Horrible to throw. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. The, the, that's. But remember that this this is purely based on it's the way it looks. Well. Sorry, Mike Foley brings up that there are flat top Kias. So you mentioned that like the dome is fine, the blunt is fine, but the dome yeah. with the blunt is ugly as sin. So that's why yeah. it deserves to go in room 101. Yeah. But if it's a so, flat top, so so how is a so why are they different then? Why 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 isn't they why aren't they two different discs if they're discernibly different? Have you seen runs of RPM discs? I mean, you well, sell yeah. runs of RPM discs. Well, no, no, yeah, I know, I know, but I guess it's a rhetorical question, really. But the, <laughs> uh, the, the I, I, I know, I know, I've seen flat top kids, and I'm, I'm sure they fly even better than the than the domey ones. Um, they want to hit the ground even even more, which for the kind of shot that you, you likely want to play means you can rip on them quite hard. I, I should imagine and still be okay. But I just don't like the look of them. They're too, it's too boxy around the edge. It's got this, I don't like a bead either. Given a choice, I wouldn't have a bead. Um, and it's got like a, yeah. So you're basically saying you just want a zone. Oh, I'd take a zone. I'd take, um, yeah, I, yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd take a zone. But then like I don't think... Harp has a bead. You could, came in, came in, has a mini bead. Like zone, zone sounds perfect. So yeah. really... 
RPM just stinks in that like four speed area when it comes to beautiful discs. Though to be fair, oh, like yeah. that stamp is kind of pretty. I do like the Kia stamp. So like if you just like hold your hands over the edge of the disc and just looked at the stamp, <laughs> would it well, be like, pretty yeah. enough to stay out of room one hundred one? Oh, yeah. Look, the the stamp the stamp's nice, right? The stamp's nice. I can't I can't disagree there. Um, uh, but then you could put a stamp on any disc, right? You could put that stamp on a on a on a Kotadi. Um, Kier is greater than a zone. I have to disagree with there, Bruce. I have to. I have to disagree. Bruce, um, them's fighting words, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I think you're going to struggle to convince both of us or either of us on on that one. Um, but yeah, no, that. So I I would like to put the RPM Kier into room 101. I I perhaps could could I I can't throw all of the disc away, it, like we have to at least keep the stamp. So you want to keep the top plate, but the rim goes into room one hundred and one. Like that what we're I, saying? From, I, yeah, I mean, like I kind of <laughs> the Kia has that funny appeal to me because it is that like dome plus that. It's mm. one of the few RPM discs that I enjoy as a Heiser flip player. The fact that it has the dome so that I can flip it up but then it has that blunt as ugly as nose of it has that you hate mm. brings it back. So I love that, you know, like that's, I beat my strata into oblivion and I can't throw it cause it's too flippy now, mm. but like just because of the stamp, I, I can't throw the whole thing away. So like, could we hang it on the door of room one Oh one? Well, we like can wall well, art. <sighs> put it over the door handle as in like a do not disturb. Yeah. Okay. If we cover, if we can, if it's as long as it's obvious from where you see it that you can't see the 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 rim of yeah, the yeah, it's just like a little porthole. Think like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like yeah. Yeah. like no, at the no old school diners. Okay. No, no problem because with that because then it's just a lovely piece of artwork and a lot of the RPM artworks is fantastic. Um, and so the yeah, I, I don't have an issue with that. Okay, so it is in it is in the window of mm -hmm. room one hundred and one. And and Mike, yes, I, I have seen Jacko throw one. And I no look, I don't doubt that he's incredibly good with it. In fact, I know that he's incredibly good with one. And I'm not doubting the disc as an instrument to play disc golf with, right? What if you, if what I what I'm what I'm arguing with is that it's an ugly disc. It flies and I mean I'm sure very well for a lot of people. And it flies in a way that is fits a lot of um uh, fits a lot of uh, uh, people's bags, but in my view, it's it's ugly. I think Ryan Ryan calls it right. You know, like it doesn't fly; it whistles. Um, that that's how greatly designed it is um, in the aerodynamics <laughs> of discs. I mean, I I, I can match it's you. There's nice. there's one disc that I wish I could chuck in room 101. There is the one for you. Yeah, one for me. One disc that should, should belongs in room 101. Go on. Uh, so that is... You don't uh, own one, clearly. No, gosh, no. <laughs> um, it's not an Aerobie, is it? You're not going to pull something that's not PDJ approved? Uh, it is PDJ approved. A lot of people throw it, and I've told a lot of people to stop throwing it, but they don't believe me. Okay. And then they lose it, and I tell them to not buy another one. Oh, okay. Well, ready? Now. Yeah, go on. What is it? What? Oh, okay. My God, I don't reckon. I can't see it from the small picture there. You're going to have to make it bigger. 
what is it? A mamba. <laughs> oh dear. Oh my word. You're gonna you want to put a mamba into into room 101. You right. You've got a job here because there are there are new players, juniors and ladies, all up and down the country going, that's my go-to driver. Go for it. Kath knows. She knows what it is. She knew it was coming. She's one of the people I've told, never throw this again. This does not belong in your bag. It does right, not so, go where you think it goes. So what what's your problem with it then? Why don't why don't you why don't you like the member? Let's let's just go with that. Let's go with false advertising. You know, oh, like right. this so, idea that it's so the beginner friendly and that it's like anyone can throw it and it's this oh, point okay. and shoot great for beginners. Um I've seen more beginners throw that disc poorly. Um, mm. I like, don't get me wrong. It, I hate that. And I hate a Mamba in the hands of a new player. So someone who's playing like less than six months, just mm. as much as I hate a destroyer, but I know a new oh, player with a destroyer is going to learn more about their game and enjoy disc golf more than trying Mamba to throw too. and figure out a Mamba. Yeah. God, no, I, I, I can get this. So, so a Mamba won't, teach anybody to throw better it'll just it'll it'll absorb a lot of bad technique um is i think what you're oh, saying but the problem is, is there's too much bad technique for it to even absorb like mamba is it's like oh this throws straight and it's great for beginning players and like they still flip it over or mm. in the great example thank you very much ryan kiddo if that is a mamba I probably can't call myself a disc golf player because what the heck, if anyone has seen Blair Jones throw his Mamba on a Heiser flip, that is the most stable Mamba I have ever seen in existence. Um, so bring, bring, can you bring the picture back up again? Because yeah, it's, yeah. um, it's quite an interesting, because um, th there is something on the picture there that, that you may not. Oh, that I missed? Share. And you need to, oh, that, I think that's as big as I can get. Can you see it? Yeah. So it, it, your, your, your issue is with the turn value, right? The minus five. Yep. And, and you're saying that, are you saying that those numbers are, are, are a lie and that it doesn't throw a, like a minus five? Nope. Correct. False so, advertising. So if you had to if you had to put numbers onto a member, what would you say is the 11's pretty fixed because it's the it's the width of the rim. They're quite glidey though, aren't they? I think they're pretty glidey from what I've from Yeah, what I've six seen. is all right. But but I, I think you need so you know those like a minus um, minus three three or something? No, because that'd be a katana. And mm. like that actually flies like a minus three, three, you know, like I've watched Morgan throw those a country mile um, on a vertical hyzer flip. Um, mm -hmm. How he does it, I don't know. Um, generation disc golf things. Um, but do you know those like magic pictures that like, you know, of Spider-Man where you like move it back and forth and he like throws, he like stands normal and then like he's throwing a punch when you look at it a certain way. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you need you would need one of those numbers because like on every mamba because one mamba is going to be a minus three, one mamba is going to be a minus six, one mamba is going to be a minus four point seven. No, but, uh, but I, okay, so I come back to a, a point that you had you raised earlier about the RPM plastic. Isn't that just Innova? In champion plastic, though, 
<sighs> I mean, you see it in Star Destroyers all the time, right? You see it. You you get you get flippy destroyers. You get stable destroyers. Is the, is it just the same, or are you saying that cha- you reckon champions are a little bit more consistent across the board generally? Like, I would argue that plastic to plastic for Innova is relatively the same. So, like, if you have two Star Destroyers, they're going to throw relatively the same. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Not I've, I've certainly seen. Not, seen I know that there's, since they've been releasing the Tour Series, there's been a lot more variation from what I've seen. Um, yeah. So, com- as compared to their stock runs. So, the idea of, like, a Philo Destroyer versus a Calvin Heimberg Destroyer versus a Ricky Destroyer are all different. Mm-hmm. Um, and okay. so, like, each of those runs. But, like, within that run, it's the same. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, the Mamba is just... No. It, I, I, I'm not going to teach it to new players. I'm not going to give it to new players. Um, I'm not mm-hmm. going to recommend it to anyone. Kath is a great example. I've seen her throw one all of the places she doesn't want to throw one. Um I've seen Nat throw one. Um, I think she yeah. no, she's she's on to her second or third one now. She keeps throwing it away, and I tell her, Don't replace it. You're losing it for a reason. You should have told her that. she bought she bought one from me on Saturday. Um so <laughs> she knows better. She's she, came to, she came to Oscar and uh, I, I have one reserved. She, she she messaged me before and said, can I reserve one? Um, it looked incredibly a lot like the picture, actually, that you put up. It was a blue champion. Um, anyway, so you want to put... Um, I think Mambas belong in the room. I think there are better discs. Throw a Leopard, throw a Roadrunner, throw a Sidewinder. If, you wanna, mm-hmm. if you're a beginner disc and, yeah, no, and you're trying cool. to learn, throw those. Don't throw a Mamba. It's good into trees, yeah. Right. Um, so, all right. Look, we will be we'll be throwing the Mamba into Room One Hundred and One, whether it makes it through the door or not. Um, we'll largely be lucky or, or not. Um, but yes, we shall be putting the Mamba or throwing the Mamba into Room One Hundred and One, never to be seen again. Lovely stuff. Okay, I've got one more. Um, I've got one more thing got? that that, that why now this doesn't happen on sanctioned rounds, and it's obvious why. Um, but it happens on casual rounds all the time. And that's when people, when they go to putt and they're, they're close, like close to be able to kind of touch the basket, they get their disc and they just slam the chains of it. They don't let go of the disc. It doesn't fall in the basket. They just slam the chains and walk away. <sighs> right. I know it's not a sanctioned <laughs> round. And I know we're in the park and we're having some fun and you're maybe having a few beers, whatever, right? And it's you can do what you like. It's a it's not a competition. Oh, don't half make me cringe when when I see that. Don't half make me cringe. I know it shouldn't, probably, but I reckon there's not anybody watching this show who hasn't seen it or done it. Uh give us Give us this thumbs up, like this video if you've done it, if you've tapped out without releasing oh, your disc. Yeah, I, I mean, I've done it, right? And I feel bad for myself for doing it. And I'm sure everybody else has done it. Um, but it, it's whoa, whoa, one of the whoa, things... Whoa. So you want to throw yourself into Room 101? Is no, that no, what you're no, saying? No, 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 because people can change. People, people can change. People can, okay. people can see the error of their ways and then and and not not do not do things again. Rehabilitation notwithstanding. So it's it, it's uh, it, what I what I really really dislike. Bang, move on. Just put it in the freaking basket and count it right. Like the the amount of time. And I'll tell you why it kind of annoys me. Probably 
this is why it annoys me more than others, is I played at um, Peter Crowther, maybe not this year gone, but the year before. Um, twenty Might have been 2020 that it was. Probably was 2020, actually. And it was so windy. And I must have missed putts that, like, are within that range. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, because it was so windy. And it if I could have done that, smash, and it was, like, both in the rules and socially acceptable, then I, I would have done it and I probably would have saved myself a few shots. Um, but I, I when I see it now, it just makes me cringe because it's it's a habit that new people get into uh, and they see it being done and they see, oh, this is an easy, I don't know, way of putting out without me having to putt. I don't know what it is. And then it's just something which you then has to be corrected if ever they want to go and play in, in any kind of sanctioned event, right? I Yeah, I just... Uh, just I just... Ugh, makes me cringe. And But you know what? You see it all the time. You go down the park, you see groups of players, families out playing their first round of disc golf in the summer and it's it's fine right and i i get it i i love seeing people who who you don't normally see around the disc golf course having a go at playing disc golf but when they uh when they slam the chains a little part of me dies and so the uh it's it's yeah that's what i'd like to chuck into room 101 as my my final so i i need to play devil's advocate here though right so like the idea well, you of... should have a go so how old's devin now Oh, Devin is uh, two, two and a half. Two okay, and a half. so like, can she? I was gonna say, besides like hole two at Barrenport, like she's gonna have like a real hard time like standing up and dropping a, a disc in the basket, isn't she? Oh no, she's so like, she's just tall, kind of like. No, she's tall enough to drop it into the basket. She's she's quite a she's quite a tall two year old. And so she never just kind of like stops and like taps it on the cage and like you know like is good and walks to the next hole. No, no, she what? But she foot faults a lot. She travels if she was uh, if to, to use an ultimate analogy, um, and uh, will just walk up to the basket and put it in the cage. Um, but yes, no. As as soon as um, she can get the idea that it's a game that you throw the disc rather than walk with it, um, then I'll be uh, teaching her to putt appropriately. Um, she is a member of the PGA after all, so it's important that she learns the rules. Okay, so like, so vertically challenged people, you know, like just tapping chains. Mm, um, no, 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 no. I, I'm sorry, you you just twisted this now because I'm not having to pop at vertically uh, challenged people <laughs> at all. Well, because because actually, I would argue it's more effort to slam the chains than it is to simply drop it. Um, and so it's not it's not like you've you know saving any energy. Um, I, I, and, and it's not a height thing either, um, because arguably it's 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 harder for taller people. But I, I would um, I would say that yeah, that's 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 the second thing I'm putting into one room one hundred and one is my one of my pet hates. Um, and if I didn't, if I never saw it on the disc golf course again, um, by experienced players or otherwise, then uh, then I'd be I'd be a happier man for it. But now what, like you know. Couldn't it kind of be considered like a disc golf dunk, right? You know, like, so like in basketball, normally it's a shooting sport, right? So like you shoot, it goes into the net, it drops in, right? But like right. a dunk, don't let go of the basketball until like the last second. So like right. a dunk in basketball or like netball is is similar to like, you know, doosh, doosh, you know, like kind of smash uh, and chains. Yeah, except, except a, a dunk is legally acceptable within the rules of the sport, right? Whereas slamming the chains like that isn't. 
Um, and if you want to dunk in disc golf, then I reckon you you know if you want to if you want to look impressive putting in disc golf, you do it from thirty feet rather than um, rather than you know three inches. So, um, but th- yeah. but that would be a travel, wouldn't it? You can't really like. Well, you would be outside the circle, so you could theoretically like jump, dunk it, and then display balance by coming back behind your line. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, you're on. You're. It's a pretty pretty ropey argument, if I'm honest. Um, the the. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think it. I don't think it really compares, honestly. Um, yeah. Well, and theoretically, just, even in a dunk, you have to like let go of the basketball so that it can go through the hoop, even though yeah. you hold on to it for the last second. Yeah. So that idea that you could exactly smash right. it into the chains and then release it. And then off. Nah. Nah. Drop it in, count it, wait for it to come to rest, and then go again. Um, so, yeah. now, and is it only the chains part? So, like, what if we removed the chain so that there was only the basket? Like, would that solve the. The tap out issue, or do you well, think people you do just that? kind of like tap the pole? Well, no, like so that you have to drop it in the basket. Yeah, you got to. You should putt like you should putt. You should. You should have to finish the hole. Um, and well, yeah, well, right. I was. I was just trying to make sure it wasn't like the noise or the chains. Oh no, no, no. Oh know, no, like- I. I'm 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 not I'm not averse to the uh, to the uh, to the noise of sweet chains as you know as you, as you well know but the uh, I'm uh, it's it's not that at all it's the it, it's the finish the hole right drop the drop the disc into the basket and finish the in hole um, is, is 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 what I've got a problem with. Okay, I also unf- this can go in the room. Um, I was trying to play devil's advocate as best I could. <laughs> Arguably, the idea that. Yeah, this casual play, like, send it away. The idea of, like, being a tournament director and the amount of times, um, you know, like, I've been in PDJ-sanctioned events with players I've known for a long time and watched them have someone else tap out for them. And I'm just like... (sighs) Actually, on that subject, I don't know if you've seen it, there's um, the Paul Macbeth Foundation have recently put a course into um, Guatemala, right? Yeah. And Jomez went and filmed around, and they've got... Um, Joey Tamale and Chris Gwinner, um, who are two locals, I think they live there or they're there temporarily. Joey Tamale's a 995 rated disc golfer, plays on the tour, finishes in the top 80 quite often. And they played around with Paul Macbeth. Chris Gwinner was the uh, course designer. And on more than one occasion, you see Joey Tamale pick up Paul Macbeth's disc when he's parked and throw it back to him. And I know it's a it's casual round, and you it, but it's being filmed. And and I, I I watched it and I was just like, <laughs> I mean, would you would you do it? I mean, I know it's a, but you wouldn't know, would you? Oh, I don't know. Well, what's what's your stance on gimme? So clearly, you don't like us tapping out by just no, tapping. No, finish chains. the hole. No, okay. do it. Finish the hole. If it's that easy, what's the problem? Finish the hole. Um, no, I'm not. I'm not one for gimmies at all. Um, I don't. I don't, okay. I don't know. Neither um, am I. Feel free to play me in match play. I will make you tap out every. Well, <laughs> and I'm Patricia. Look, I'm 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 sure that he um I'm sure that he didn't mind. Uh, we've lost Brady temporarily. There he is. Um, I'm back. Yeah, and you oh you, you got home quick. Um, and, I know. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> and I and I know he didn't mind, but um, but it did it did make me uh it did make me gasp somewhat uh, when I saw it. Anyway, right. Is there any anything else that we should be putting into room one hundred and one whilst we have the door ajar? 
Yeah, um, I, I do have one other thing that I wish would uh, jump or step into uh, Room 101. Go on. Um, I would like jump putts or step putts to go into Room 101. Why? Why is this? Is it because um, Ryan Kitto was embarrassing you at the weekend with uh, with how good they were, or <laughs> how 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 was what's this? It's so it goes to that honor thing that I talked about before, and that etiquette thing, you know, like that idea of like honoring the green, you know, and and don't get me wrong, uh, like step putts are great. Uh, I, I love that people can do it. Maybe just put that circle out to like 20 meters. Um, you know, like none of this, like circles edge, is it in, is it out? Um, you know, like that idea of if it's not marked on a course, no jump putts or step putts are allowed. Um, you know, like that idea mm. of, I just think. Even that, if you're obviously miles away, like you're way down the fairway. Oh, but then you'd be, a you know. Because there's plenty of times, right, where you're obviously at least 30, 40 metres out. And you might go, oh, actually, I don't need to full send or, like, you know, stand still this. I can I can, I can, can give it a little bit of the run. Maybe it's downhill. I don't know. Interesting. I'll, I'll play devil's advocate for myself. That idea of what if we just took all of the in front of your lie, in front of the maybe only the tee box is the only time you're allowed in front of your lie. Oh, so you've got to display balance for every shot. Yeah, why not? You can step into it. We've got the cornhole putt guy who's on the pro tour now. <laughs> you know, like, oh, why right. do you need to step in front? Mm. Why do you need to jump over? No, I, I don't. I'm not sure if I agree with this one. Actually, I'm not sure if I agree with this. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you for why. It's a. It's a. When you see somebody, and let's, I'll, I'll pick. I'll pick a pro that's kind of known to do this. Um, in 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 the form of Paige Pierce, who's you've seen many times make jump putts from uh, 20, 30 meters, and she's flying through the air. Um, are you saying that that's an that's a that's bad etiquette to to, to play that shot. Ooh, interesting. Etiquette because... is not the word that I would use for it. Like the, this idea of, so Paige Pierce is a great example of, uh, I would describe her like putting style more of a, that kind of like reckless abandon of self, you know, like the, the, the full yeah. layout, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's fair enough. Mm-hmm. And so that idea of, you know, like, yeah, what if she had to display balance? What if she couldn't, like fall on her face on the disc golf course. Yeah, but that's uh, that. She, she inside ten meters, she 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 has to because that's the rule. Yeah, so like I'm I'm talking about outside, you know, like that oh. ten to twenty meter okay. range. Okay. So you so specifically, you'd like the rule about displaying balance to be stretched to circle two, and it's that part of the rule that you want going into room one hundred and one rather than uh, rather than jump past yep. and stuff. Yeah, I, I want jump putts and step putts between ten and twenty meters to, to go. Why? why? Why don't you like them? Actually, just out of interest. What? What's? What's your? What's your? Why don't you like? I, them? 
I guess I just want to see more, more skill. The idea of that, like baskets as they're designed now were designed for ultra stars. They were not designed for disc golf discs. They're too big. So -hmm. the idea that you can brute force and throw as hard as you want for the most part, hit the chains, have it drop in the basket to make it. And the idea that you can use your body's momentum to aid Mm -hmm. to that decreases the amount of skill required to make a putt. And so the idea of to increase the skill of this sport to have a larger scoring separation, I think step putts need to to move move out. Right. This is an interesting one, actually, because it's a counter to make a narrower basket. Right, so you've seen the marksman baskets that you can you can get to practice on, which are thinner. It's essentially the inner inner chains if you haven't seen them. Um, that is encouraged that encourages better putting because you have to hit a smaller uh, margin. Right, you can't hit far right side and have it have the chains do the work for you. Um, you're, I, I guess, so you're saying that that's that's that that would help in making making disc golf harder at the, at the, at the top, at the high, at the highest level, right? Yep. Yeah. Trying to increase the, the, the required skill to play well. Mm. Don't I'm get me wrong. Sure. Ryan, Ryan brings up a great point. There is still skill. There is still hand-eye coordination that is required to make any type of putt, whether a step is involved or not. Mm. Are many players at the top of the game jump putting inside 20 meters? Arguably the best 10 putter. Ooh, that would be really interesting. And I think you wanted to touch upon and kind of pick some USDGC stuff. But (laughs) I think the top 10 are spin putters. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, like, you, 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 you think I'm trying to think of anybody who I, who, who's putt. Chris Dickerson might be on the cusp. Yeah. Yeah. Who step putts. I know Calvin does a step putt, but his is more kind of that circle two, circle three range. Yeah. Mm, okay that's an interesting one mm, interesting one right um i'm not sure i but i do like the i i do like the idea of um james comrade obviously yeah yeah um the i i, I do like the i potentially like that idea as a way of because i don't think baskets should be made thinner right so there's a there's there's been an argument um um there's, there's been an argument that, that perhaps baskets should be made thinner at the, at the highest level. I, I don't agree with that at all. But um, there's the this the the idea that you have to show balance within circle two. I think is is a way of perhaps uh, having the same effect as a smaller basket potentially because it requires well, you know more power within a standstill throw, right? Yeah. Well, and the, the more idea power you, you know, force like, into it, the less accurate it will be, arguably. You know, and what if you took away the chains? What if you just made it a basket, made it a cup, and, you know, like, put it in the air rather than having it a hole in the ground? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you know, I mean, there, there are many I, I, ways to skin a cat when it comes yeah, to yeah, increasing yeah. the skill required to finish a hole. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it is finishing the hole generally that is the, 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 the kind of separator. Um, okay. I think we've gone a little bit off track. Uh, I'm not quite sure what we're putting into room 101, but you want to put step putts into room 101. Step putts into 101. Step putts into room, room 101. I, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure um, if if we can go with that. Um, uh, quick, quick show of hands. If you if you think that step putts 
ought to be uh, going to room 101. Um, uh, uh, put a put a put a hashtag chuck them in, and if you think that they shouldn't, put hashtag safe. Um, and yeah, uh, no, we'll hashtag step it out yeah. <laughs> or hashtag step it in. Okay, um, right, and we'll uh, we'll come back to it after we've done some picks for US uh, DGC and for Topol. So two big events happening uh, this weekend. Uh, one is US DGC in uh, in Winthrop, and the other is the Topol Thermal Throwdown. Um, where do we want to start with our picks? Um, let's first up go through some. Uh, let's do rankings and upcoming events first, actually. And we'll do picks when we get to the uh, when we get to the get to the events bit. Uh, right, Brady, you're playing in the uh, thermal throwdown. I am indeed. I get to play MPO as well. I'm excited. Ooh. I might get to play with some MPO players this weekend. We'll find out. So, um, upcoming events. Then uh, it's the thermal throwdown this weekend. Uh, it is sold out. Um, up in Topol, there might be some uh, waitlist spots available, but otherwise it is sold out. Moonbase in Twizel is next weekend, and then Bethel's Coastal Classic is the weekend after, um, quickly followed by Wakitapu, um, and then the Bros for Change Charity Classic, both of which are sold out. The Tamuka Tussle is the same day as Faultline Fury, um, and Faultline is sold out. Dirt the Lake is on... Um, on the 4th of December. Christchurch Fling, registrations open at the end of this month. Um, Egg Monster is, uh, registrations are open now and Roxburgh open. Um, registrations open in just over a week's time. And um, then we've got uh, Wellington Centurion. Heisender, registrations open for this. I know there's lots of big tournaments down south um, towards uh, the end of the summer. However, um, if you are in the area or you've never been to Heisender before, I'd encourage you to go. Um, it's, I went last year, incredible fun, um, on a lovely course, and didn't even put on a great show all the time. Um, and so it's a, a, a lovely place to go. Um, so I'd encourage anybody who can to get there. South Island Champs, um, Garden City Open, registration opened yesterday. I registered, um, I'm in, flights are booked. Um, we're, we're ready to go. This is going to be uh, this is going to be good. Brady, are you playing in South Island Champs? Do you think you'll get down? Uh, yeah, I hope to. Um, I get to have that conversation tomorrow at work, being like, "Yeah, can I please have the month of February and March off of next <laughs> year?" Uh, we'll see how that goes. I'll, I'll let you know next week. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, and then it's nationals. Actually, South Island Champs. I'm registered for MPO. I've got one last hurrah playing with the big boys before. Ooh. I uh, slope off to MA40 for the next 10 years. So uh, uh, New Zealand Nationals comes um, a month after in March and then um, North Island Champs in total two weeks after that. Um, some changes to the rankings. Um, oh, oh, gone too far. First of all, in the FPO division, um, Liana Christina drops out of the rankings altogether, as does Gemma Sullivan, um, due to uh, not playing enough events in the last uh, group of events in order to qualify for a ranking. Um, she returns. The next tournament I think she's playing in is uh, Nationals in Invercargill. So. So we shall see her then. Um, so Eilish Kumak moves up to fourth spot, um, one ahead of Nicholas Stout uh, following her win at the weekend. Um, and we've got uh, Victoria Speller, who had a very good... Um, she played very well at... Where was it? Uh, the... Extreme? Uh, the, uh, the ex 
was it was it the extreme sorry victoria i should know this yeah i thought it was extreme it was it was the extreme she came uh she, yeah she 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 won the extreme so uh and played very well there um beat out paul wilson and um Fiona Menzies. Um, and uh, over in the men's uh, division, the reason why you see so many people moving up is because David Keane has unfortunately fallen out of the rankings due to the same reason as Liana. Um, so everybody moves up one. Ashton Clark's second place at Armageddon moves him up seven places to 19. The big mover this um, this week was Hayden Shaw, who moves up 40 spaces to 64th. So well done to Hayden um, so over to um, the Topol Throwdown then. Let's have a look at um, the lineup for that. Quite a small MPO field um, that is uh, that's going to be playing uh, in the Throwdown. Um, let's just grab the. Yeah, I was going to say, who am I playing against? <laughs> Uh, relatively small um, field. You're up against uh, Mark Dakiv, uh, Toby Gentle, Andy Davy, Dane Sales, Connor Kinstreet, and Francis Orange in MPO. Um, looking down, I think the winner is going to come from that division. Um, and uh, who does the Sweet Chain rankings say is going to take this one out? Um, According to the rankings, Conor McKinstry will be taking out the victory over Mark Dakiv with Andy Davey finishing in third place. Um, so we'll wait to see um, what happens there. Um, and in the ladies' division, big ladies' division, actually, um, we've got lots of Wellingtonians heading up, which is great to see. There's, what, four, four Wellingtonians in the ladies' division there. Um uh, and it's uh, probably going to be a battle between Victoria Speller and Paula Wilson um, in the ladies' division. Um, over to uh, USDGC, which is also being played this weekend. Brady, any picks for us? Who's your money on? Uh, I got to go with Paul. He's been pulling it out here late in the season. Um, so, you know, like I can't really look past him to like keep it clean. His putts probably look the best it has all year. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll pick my disc craft man, Paul Macbeth. Yeah, look, it's it, it's 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 hard. It is hard to look past him. Um, I'd really like to see Vinny do some uh, win a win a big tournament. Um, he's he's always there. He's always he's always thereabouts, but rarely there. And uh, and so that's what I that's what I'd like to see. I'd like to see him um, step up and uh, and hit the hit, hit the hit hit the win um, at the weekend. And in terms of the ladies division, they've got the throw I mean... pink championships. Kristen, she's playing. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> she's made every podium since this entire year. One of yeah. the few people to actually do it. Um, yeah. Like you can count that list on one hand. Um, and most of them started playing in the men's division because they kept winning in the women's division. Mm. Um, Juliana Corver was just talking about that today. Um, so yeah, I got to go with Kristen. Kristen takes another one. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you are a Disc Golf Network subscriber, then you will uh, have access to uh, all the rounds for free. There's no paywall this year. And uh, it's uh, the MPO division kicks off, or tees off, I should say, at half past seven tomorrow morning, I think. Um, so Oof. you're up early and you've got Friday off work. Lucky you. Tune in to some Disc Golf. 
Um, Brady, best of luck this Saturday and Sunday Thank at you. Topol. We shall be following um, attentively um, and we'll hear um, all of the gossip and um, uh, results um, from you next weekend, wherever you're playing disc golf. Take it easy. Play well. Get some birdies. And we'll see you next week. Cheers.